Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, Coulter Brown here on the Northern Ag Network with our morning market report. The House of Representatives Thursday passed a joint resolution that would invalidate the EPA's new Waters of the U.S. rule through the Congressional Review Act. South Dakota rancher and NCBA President Todd Wilkinson said the vote is a win for farmers and ranchers, adding that shifting WOTUS rules have plagued producers for years. Wilkinson said they also look forward to the Supreme Court's verdict in the WOTUS case and hope that the ruling finally places guardrails on the federal government's attempt to regulate small, isolated bodies of water on private farms and ranches. Well, when Andy Schwab was in Portland this week on the Montana Wheat and Barley Committee's Follow the Grain Tour, they were able to tour the United Grain Corporation's terminal there on the Columbia River. Andy spoke with Carolyn Hotchkiss from UGC. She said that demand for grain has been slow recently, a result of reduced profitability for millers and the strength of the dollar limiting exports. From a grower perspective, though, Carolyn told Andy that UGC wants to hear from producers during the growing season to help improve their service. If we can share what your planting intentions are, what the quality conditions are looking like, it gives us a really good idea on how to market that grain. We're able to have the vessels at the birth in order to have the trains there to keep us fluid, to have grain keep flowing. Stay with us. We'll check in with Brett McRae at the Commodity Classic after this. I'm Angela Cadell, Group Vice President of Agricultural Products for BNSF Railway. At BNSF, we recognize producers for their hard work and commitment to provide our nation's and the world's food supply. Farming is in our DNA, and we honor you with our long-term commitment of delivering your high-quality products to market safely and consistently, no matter the season. You can count on us. This is BNSF. If you're 65 or older, you're at a higher risk for pneumonia, which can cause serious illness or worse. The good news is the safe, effective pneumonia vaccine helps protect you and those around you from getting pneumonia. Plus, it's usually just one shot that lasts the rest of your life. The pneumonia vaccine is recommended for adults 65 and older, and it's available at doctor's offices, pharmacies, and local health departments across Montana. Visit Facebook.com Health 406 for more information. Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services. Currently, farmers can apply for disaster aid through Phase 2 of the Emergency Relief Program. At the Commodity Classic in Orlando, Brett McRae spoke with Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Dushnow about that program that follows the first phase of ERP that paid out $7.4 billion to farmers. ERP Phase 2, as we call it, is the assistance for folks that had non-indemnified losses due to disaster conditions. It's a revenue-based approach using information that we felt was readily accessible to our producers so that we can try to streamline that application process. Also at the Commodity Classic, Brett spoke with Brian Keel, who hails from Sheridan, Wyoming, and works with Pinion as their government affairs director. Of course, they got into discussing the farm bill, and he told Brett about what he expects to be some of the big debates concerning the farm bill. 
I mean, it always comes down to money. You know, the farm bill has two really sides to it. It has the nutrition programs, and then it has the farm programs. Politically, it makes sense to get the cities working to get a farm bill done. But the big question will be how much money is going to go to SNAP and how much will go to farm programs. And within farm programs, how much will go to conservation, how much will go to commodity title. Those types of questions are going to be front and center on everyone's mind. You're listening to the Northern Ag Network. Farmers, ranchers, and private landowners, do you have a farming or grazing lease permit or allotment that contains inaccessible public lands? Through unlocking public lands and public access land agreements, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks works with landowners to incentivize them to provide public access to inaccessible public lands in exchange for an annual payment and other improvements. Agreements can be tailored to fit the needs of landowners, including when, where, and how public access is granted. fwp.mt.gov landowner. Well, the rally in the feeder cattle futures officially came to an end on Thursday after hitting new contract highs four consecutive days. The session closed with a surprising amount of pressure given that corn saw another significant pullback. April feeder cattle down 92 cents at 199.15, May at 205.47 down 67. In the live cattle, the April contract down 65 cents at 164.80, June down 97 at 159.67. Cash-fed cattle trade started to come in yesterday afternoon, steady to a skosh higher. Most of the live sales at the 165 mark and dress trade at 265. At the feeder sale in Torrington this week, prices were up another four to six dollars, with five weight steers anywhere from 235 to 259, six weights 216 to 232, with the top at 241, seven weight steers from 210 to 218, and the eight weights 185 to 194. A strong way up market at Sydney livestock, especially the bigger bulls selling from 116 to 127, way up cows from 84 to 98. At the Wheeler Mountain Angus sale in Whitehall yesterday, 108 yearling bulls averaged 48.77 with the top bull selling at 16,000. And in Sioux Falls, finished lamb selling 7 to 9 higher from 137 to 153. The wheat market plunged to new lows Thursday in a session that was equal parts frustrating and puzzling. USDA offered a more supportive wheat supply view this week than they were expected to, but funds just not interested in buying wheat, and the meltdown of the last three weeks or so has sent wheat below the cost of production. On Thursday, we saw the May spring wheat down 21 cents at 8.17, July off 19.5 also at 8.17, May Casey Winery 23 weaker at 777, July at 769 down 22. In Chicago, May soft wheat 21 and 3 quarters lower at 665, May corn 14 lower at 611, and soybeans for May finishing 7 cents lower at 1510. From the Northern Ag Network, I'm Coulter Brown.